Welcome back to PHM Experience, the podcast. This is a production of Powerhouse Ministries in Smyrna, Delaware, and we are going to be bringing you weekly sermons and our midweek services, as well as podcasts and interviews that we think are going to empower and enrich your life. When you're done listening, feel free to share with someone else, because you never know what impact the word may make. Be blessed. of saturation saturation in my mind means that I'm collecting gathering all that I can hold until I can't hold anymore <laughs> I'm not fully saturated until I'm have absorbed everything I can and now I cannot absorb anymore and whenever we get to that place let me tell you what happens Bring that down just a little bit for me. Let me tell you what, that ha- what happens when, when uh, you get to that place. Your capacity increases. God enlarges you so that now you can get more than you ever had before. How many in a hungry place for God? A place where you're desiring more of God. Hallelujah. Lord, saturate us. Lord, saturate us. Lord, saturate us. Hallelujah. (laughs) Let me tell you something, and I'm going to share with you the word of the Lord today. And it's going to be a little different because we're in a different season. But I pray that you'll be able to absorb it all. Now listen, saturation means that there is something to be absorbed. So every time you pray for saturation, the enemy goes to work to dry up your season. You can only be saturated with that which contains moisture. It has to be absorbable. (laughs) And the enemy likes to, when your season, my God Almighty, of saturation comes, he likes to send a counter season. Anybody know how the enemy sends counter season? Just when the Lord says to be saturated, here comes a dryness. Here comes a drought. <laughs> Hallelujah. And sometimes you got to trust him no matter what it's looking like. No matter what it seems like. That's where we are in this season. Today, I've been given the liberty by our man of God to just share with you. I have a weird word today that the Lord has birthed in my spirit. About four weeks ago, I preached it only in one other place, but not from this perspective. Today, the way I'm going to share it today is different than I've ever shared it before. You're going to have to listen closely. We cannot keep prophesying that we have the anointing of the children of Issachar who had an understanding of the times and knew what Israel ought to do and cause it to just be rhetorical. It can no longer be just rhetorical. Now we've got to move in a posture, come on, of taking on that anointing. Not just knowing what we ought to do, but get the tenacity to do it. The Bible says not only did they have an understanding of what to do, he said, but they had all of their brethren under their command. 
That's the Bible. That's the Bible. Come on, First Chronicles 12, 32, in case you want to know where I am. Says, all of their brethren were under their command. There were only 200, but all their brothers followed them. Why? Because they had wisdom of knowing what to do. What do you do in a season you've never been in before and find challenges you never had before? What do you do when the warfare gets extended beyond what you've ever battled with? Lord, have mercy. I want to talk a little bit about that today. And I, and I, I, I appreciate now if you, if, you, if you catch me before I leave today, if you have some questions, I'll be glad to answer them <laughs> to the best of my ability. This is a word from the Lord, and I pray that you allow me today to share it as the Lord has given to me. I'm going to read a couple of texts. My primary text would be in Daniel, but I'm going to read a couple of New Testament texts as well and then come back to Daniel. Daniel chapter 10 says this is fasting time, fasting and praying. Did I hear a bishop say that today? We're fasting and praying, fasting and praying. <laughs> the paradoxical thing about fasting and praying is that when we fast and pray, we expect a breakthrough. But many times when you fast and pray, hell breaks out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Daniel chapter 10, verses 10 through 13. Daniel chapter 10. Oh, it's your Burris. How are you, buddy? I think I saw Mother Burris out there. Hey, darling. Bless you. Got a lot of family, friends, loved ones. Is that you, Linda? <laughs> Couldn't tell with that mask on. <laughs> uh, Daniel chapter 10, verses 10 through 13. Here reads the word of the Lord. And behold, a hand touched me, which set me upon my knees and upon the palms of my hands. And he said unto me, O Daniel, and man greatly beloved, Understand the words that I speak unto thee and, and stand upright. Get up off your knees, stand up. For unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto him, unto me, I stood trembling. My God Almighty. Then said he unto me, fear not, Daniel. For from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. I didn't come for you, I've come for your words. <laughs> Shut my soul. What in the world are you saying that causes God to come for your words? I have come for thy words. And the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days, 21 days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. And I remained there with the kings of Persia. I'm going to stop there for time's sake. A couple correlating scriptures. In the New Testament, and they will come back and refer to Daniel chapter 10. New Testament text, Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians 
chapter 3. And in Ephesians chapter 3, we're going to peruse verse 10. Ephesians 3 and 10. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10. To the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. Let me say that again. Read that again. To the intent that now unto the principalities and powers, where are they? In heavenly places. What's the objective? That they might be known by the church. The manifold wisdom of God according to the eternal purpose which he has purpose in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's 10 and 13. One last correlating text right there in Ephesians. Turn over to chapter 6 and we're going to peruse real quickly verse 12. For we wrestle not, help me, against flesh and blood, but against principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual weakness in where in high places in high places I want you to listen closely I want you to connect some dots today I want you to think about the contemporary times in which we're living you may not have ever heard a message like this before, and maybe you have, but listen, I want to hear, hear something. I want to talk about my general theme today. If I had three days to preach this, my general theme would be spiritual warfare in heavenly places. Spiritual warfare where? <laughs> in heavenly places. The context, the location of your spiritual warfare is not next door <laughs> it's not next door it's not even within it's in heavenly places <laughs> next door and within has already been secured and taken care of through the death burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ and your acceptance and receiving of him as your Lord and Savior <laughs> now you're the contention that you have is in heavenly places. If you don't understand the victory you won, your battle will never cease to be because you won't claim what's rightfully yours through Jesus Christ. So I want to talk generally today about spiritual warfare in heavenly places. But more specifically, listen to me. I want to talk about the metaverse. I want to talk about the metaverse. Any of you ever heard that word before? Raise your hand if you heard that word before. Some of you have, most of you have not. I want to talk about the metaverse. I'll explain it since you haven't heard it before. It'll make good sense. I want to talk about the metaverse being a new dimension or a new domain of warfare. Say it with me, the metaverse, a new domain of warfare. Mm -hmm. I'm going to explain it to those who don't know of the metaverse, which is a contemporary understanding of the times and seasons where I started with you, where we talked about the sons of Issachar, understanding the times 
Understanding the times. We're in the times of the metaverse. <laughs> Beyond the universe. Now we're contending in the metaverse. It amazed me the other day, and I'm going to get right into the word, where the Al-Qaeda, Al-Qaeda, whichever way you pronounce that, leader got killed in Afghanistan, not by the military, by the CIA, with using a drone. <laughs> so somebody sitting at a computer using joysticks, manipulates a drone through the air, gets a strategic posture, fires a weapon, and he's gone. Lord have mercy. <laughs> no face-to-face, -face, no hand-to-hand. Are you listening to me? Combat. No warfare from the perspective of individual on individual. Lord have mercy. No risk, listen to this, on the offensive side, even of a life being lost. <laughs> Woo. My weaponry was of such a magnitude that I can put on an offense with no risk of lives being lost. Could this be the same posture we are in the spirit realm? Where are we? Is the metaverse a new domain of warfare? The Lord gave me this revelation a couple weeks ago, so I hope you can handle it today. Today, one can quickly see how the virtual and the physical worlds are becoming increasingly interconnected. The physical and the virtual worlds are, do y'all believe that? Are becoming increasingly connected, interdependent, and indistinguishable from one another. <laughs> uh, let me see the hands of those in here who lived prior to computers. Prior to computers. Few hands. Let me see the hands of those in here who computers have been in your life all of your life. All, all time you've been living, there's been computers. I think there's probably more than that. <laughs> who, who never, who ever lived without a hand, uh, a cell phone? Anybody here ever lived on a cell phone? Oh, you know, sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and yet there are many of you in here who never known an age without a cell phone. Young, young gentleman, young lady right there. You ever, have you ever known a time when there was not a cell phone? I didn't think you would. <laughs> times have changed. Times have changed. And because times have changed, we are, are contending with a, uh, a different kind of warfare than we've ever contended with. Social media. Social media. That's what we call it. We're living in a social culture. <laughs> and as much as the church does not like what it has done to our physical gathering. Lord have mercy. The pandemic has been allowed by God to effectuate a divine plan. You got to let me talk to you today. <laughs> this is saturation. So don't expect me to hoop today. I, I, I love hoop every, every now and then. But <laughs> can I talk to you? <laughs> the pandemic has allowed 
was allowed by God. And anything allowed by God, God will use it for his own will and glory. It was allowed by God. How do you, why do you say that, Ralph Dennis? I say it because it's the only thing that has acclaimed the attention of the entire world. Come on. In our lifetime, that has affected the entire world to the extent that we had to do something abnormal. We had to quarantine. Come on. We got vaccinations. Three or four of them. Are, are you still here? We wear masks. Some of you have got them on this morning. We had to stay away at least six feet from one another. <laughs> and this is not just in America. It's not just Smyrna. In case y'all never went to gone to Dover, this is not just Smyrna. And Do <laughs> it's all over the world. It's all over the world. Why would the Lord claim the attention of the entire world? Come on. Because there's a message attached to it. Hallelujah. We feel like it's just a, a disease, another disease. Now there's monkeypox. <laughs> Lord Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. So uh, all of these diseases are things that get our attention so that the Lord can bring us a message that if he had not done that, we would not have been here. The greatest thing that I believe that's, that the pandemic has done, listen to me carefully, it has allowed us to get out of our churchality. <laughs> it allowed us to break our religiosity. Lord, now those who come to church don't come just because of the habit. They become come because they want to come. They want to gather. Come, come on. It has identified the weak from the tear. Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. But in the midst of all of those things, listen to me carefully. More than that, it has allowed the word of God now to become known universally. Come on. We were limited to our four walls. And who heard us on Sunday morning? We were fighting social media and those who wanted us to stream. And we said, we're not streaming. You need to come to church. Come on, talk to me. <laughs> and now... Streaming is a part of what we do. It's here to stay. Why? Because instead of talking to the, the few scores of people who attend, now you're opened up to hundreds and thousands of people, come on, talk to me, who may not have heard the truth that the Lord has given you. <laughs> Hallelujah. So what you hate, God uses. I feel God up in here. Come on, tell your neighbors that whatever you hate, you got to be careful because God might use it. Woo. Hallelujah. I got to get into this word. Man, I, I'm so glad Bishop, of, uh, he's very kind to me. He, he greets me. He hugs me and, and all that stuff in the back. But he didn't say a thing to me today that meant more than the fact when he said, take your time. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
There's a saturation, man. The saturation. The idea of the metaverse has emerged to describe the convergence. You know that word convergence, right? And the concept contains or continues to gain the attention of the public consciousness. The metaverse. You probably first heard it through Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Come on, am I right? When he renamed Facebook and, and Instagram and all that stuff. Am I, am I right about that? So, so now let me see if I can pin on that. In March of this year, March 2022, Goldman Sachs. A Goldman Sachs analyst estimated the growth of the metaverse economy. There's a metaverse economy. I don't have time to talk about that, that the church needs to become familiar with. Particularly if we dub ourselves as an apostolic conclave. Lord have mercy. Those who uh, understand the workings, the anointings, the giftings of apostles and prophets cannot be following from behind in this season. You must be out front leading. Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. Instead of getting information from others, you need to start getting it from the Lord. My God Almighty. I hope you're hearing me today. So, 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 let me get back in here. The Goldman Sachs analyst said, or estimated that the growth of the metaverse economy would exceed $8 trillion in a few years. $8 trillion. Trillion with a T. Uh, no M, no B, <laughs> a T. $8 trillion in a few years. Much like the airplane gave birth to... The air domain. The internet resulted in the cyberspace domain. I'm going, y'all, are you connecting it? Airplanes introduced us to the air. Cyberspace introduced us, or the internet introduced us to cyberspace. Yeah, yeah. Now, there's probably not a home in here that does not have internet or Wi-Fi. Are, are you here? And if you are, you're missing some stuff. My God, I'm honey. This, this article uh, explores the idea that the metaverse may result in a new domain of warfare. <laughs> uh, you've heard of Bitcoin? Hyperverse? Some of those, th those uh, cryptocurrency? <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> Which... Don't, don't go in your pocket. Lord have mercy. <laughs> you don't go into a, a physical bank and purchase from a teller. Are y'all here? <laughs> and yet it has for you value that you trust. You don't even know where it's stored. You can't even tell me what it looks like. <laughs> Are you hearing me? And, and yet we put trust and confidence in it because it's the season we're in. Good God Almighty. Hallelujah. I, I, I'm moving fast, as uh, uh, fast as I can. Uh, I, I, will, I will use this conceptual definition of a domain just for this sermon today. A domain is an area of knowledge. 
or an area of activity, especially one that someone is responsible for. When the Lord created Adam and Eve, he gave them dominion, a domain. Come on. He said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue, have dominion. So I made Eden your domain. I made the earth your domain. You're responsible for it. Lord have mercy. <laughs> so that, that's, that's how I want to de define a domain real quickly here. What is the metaverse? What is the metaverse? The word metaverse contains two words, meta and verse. Meta, M-E-T-A, simply means beyond. Meta means beyond. Verse is short for universe. So beyond the what? Beyond the universe. Boy, my students are going to get an A in class today. <laughs> Metaverse means beyond the universe. Good God Almighty. Which is new in terms of social media is concerned, but is never, it is not new for those of us who understand the historical workings of God. He's always worked beyond the universe. So, so we're not new on the scene. I feel God up in here. Lord, we're not new on the scene. We, we've been here a while. We have not called it and identified it by the terminologies that are now being used. But now that I've defined it, as beyond the universe, you become a little, a little more comfortable with it. Come on, talk to me. Because I've been dealing with things beyond this world a long time. I feel like preaching it here today. Lord have mercy. So I'm not afraid to deal with stuff beyond this world. I'm called to it. I'm anointed for it. I got a calling on my life that causes me to deal with it. I feel God up in <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> As a teacher, back in the day, I always did a, a what I call a CFU, check for understanding. Check for understanding. What is metaverse? Uh -huh. So meta means, and verse is short for, ah, huh, boy. You got a good good class here, Bishop Bull. <laughs> Hallelujah. Beyond the universe. According to some references, the metaverse is the post-reality universe. The post-reality. We're living in a post-reality age. All things are relative. Uh, am, I, am I correct? Yeah, this postmodern age, everything's relative. Not only we're in a postmodern age, uh, we're in a post-truth age. People don't believe there's any thing as truth. Truth is whatever you accept it to be. Lord have mercy. <laughs> but according to many references, the metaverse is a post-reality universe, a perpetual and persistent multi-user environment. That's what the internet, that's what cyberspace is, a multi-user environment Merging, listen to this, merging physical reality with digital, uh, digital virtuality. Physical reality with digital virtuality. 
No. <laughs> God Almighty, think so. Think, think about your social media networks that you're part of in this season, and you're starting to connect the dots. Giving this basic concept, giving this basic definition, we can investigate briefly how it is developed and what technology uh, are driving, what technologies are driving its continued advancement. We are just on the precipice right now of something greater. It's pointing to the, what the Bible calls the end of the age. CNN was mesmerized last week when this guy had made what he called it in uh, uh, discovery that here on out he would never have to carry another credit card. I don't know if you saw that or not. They inserted under his, listen to the mystery here, under his right hand. You've got to talk to me. You've got to understand the word of God here under his right hand. If it was under his left hand, I would have ignored it. But they inserted it under his right hand. Come on. Because that's where the mark of the beast will be. In your forehead and in your right hand. They inserted a chip in his right hand about the size they said, of a grain of rice. No pain, no misery. It's just there that from here on out, he will never have to carry another credit card. He can just scan his hand. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Are y'all okay? You, you should. <laughs> can I saturate you today? This is where we are. And the church cannot continue to stay ignorant of Satan's devices. Come on, talk to me. We've got to lead the way and stop following. Come on, talk to me. Why is it that industry knows this before the church does? Why is it that industry responds aggressively and the church responds lethargically? Y'all help me. Y'all help me. Maybe it's just my age. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Mother Burris, maybe we're just getting old. <laughs> I am, but you're not. You're just <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? Why is it that we always have to try to make up ground because the church is so ignorant of what's going on around us? Come on. There comes a time, if you're a prophet, why didn't you see this? If you're an apostle, why didn't you do something? Why didn't you say something? I need to help up in here. Hallelujah. Are all of God's prophets late? I feel God up in here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Man, y'all excuse me. I'm, Bishop, I, I feel I can trust this congregation with this message. I really feel I can't. I can't preach this everywhere. I'm too wise to go this and give that which is holy unto dogs or to cast my pearls among swine. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is that Shannon? Hey, Shannon. <laughs> Bless you. Uh, I hope you're hearing me today. I, but I feel comfortable here. Y'all not going to regurgitate it back on me, are you? You're not going to spew. You, you, you can digest this? Thank you. Thank you. I hope, I hope you can. 
because there's something I need you to understand. Given this basic definition, we should be driving towards something that I call advancement. Augmented, augmented and virtual reality. Check out those terms. I'm giving you terms that are scientific, technological terms that in this season you can research them anyway. Augmented and virtual reality. The use of avatars. The use of avatars to represent others. So we could have a virtual church in here today. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you only could go home, get your opulent, uh, uh, what you call those? The, yeah, for virtual reality. So, so you could see, you could have your avatar sitting in a section in a place just like this, looking like you while you're home. Hallelujah. And you could, through your avatar, worship and give unto God while you're home cooking breakfast. Y'all ain't going to help me talk to you. I feel God in here. <laughs> and, and that's the stage where we are throughout the world. Come on. The world is there and the church don't believe it's true. The world is there and we feel like it's not for the church. But you keep lingering behind. And you're going to find out the warfare gets so great that you cannot catch up to what, come on, help me, to what the enemy has gained ground on you for. I know y'all don't think this is very spiritual, but I'm trying to bring us into a modern-day church, understanding the times, understanding the seasons, and knowing what we ought to be doing. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't prophesy to me the Lord's going to give me a new car, a new house, and, and all this for me. Don't, I don't need to hear that. If I trust him, he's going to do that for me anyhow. I don't need to hear that as a prophecy. I, don't need, I really don't need to hear that as a prophecy. Tell me what's going on in the earth. Tell me what the church should be seeing and doing. Speak the mysteries of God to me. Hallelujah. Man, I feel like preaching. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is the metaverse a new dimension of warfare? That's my interrogatory that I pose to you. One logical assertion about domains of warfare that one can make is that as humans, we have made technology developments. They have employed these developments in new ways on the battlefield in social science, in the marketplace, yeah, everywhere. Although we cannot go back to the, in time to see how the dominions or how the domains of warfare evolved with their own eyes, it's reasonable to assert that skirmishes and wars first occurred on land. I would think so, on land. Go back in the Bible. That's where they first started. Warfare was on land. Until humans possessed the ability to build ships. Come on. Then it was on the water. Are, are, are you right? Next came the air and space. My God. <laughs> Those domains uh, shaped us into technology so that we could now fight from the air. My God. Fight in space. <laughs> and now here we are. Cyberspace. 
cyberspace. And you don't even have to agree or like it. The truth of the matter is, it's in your home. That little router <laughs> that you want to throw it out the window when it doesn't work. <laughs> Hallelujah. That little router that you get through Verizon and AT&T, I'm going to talk to you, puts you in connect, connects you with the whole universe. Am I right or wrong? In moments, in moments, you can connect with and see the face of people on the other side of the world. Just in moments. What does that mean in terms of spiritual warfare? Where are we? What is it doing? What should we know about spiritual warfare? Let me try to bring it home contextually more to where we are during this time of fasting and praying here at Powerhouse. Spiritual warfare, let's talk about it. It has become an overused term perhaps in the church, but I think we need to address it. Spiritual warfare in heavenly places is happening right now. As we sit here, come on, there's spiritual warfare going on. If you could get a glimpse into heaven right now, there's a battle taking place. <laughs> Y'all still here? Okay, all right. Just want to make sure. It's a war in the heavens. Plura, in the heavens. War in the heavens. Heaven is more than one dimension. Heaven is at least three-dimensional. Come on, talk to me. First, second, third heaven. Are you, here? Are you still here? So there, there is war going on in the heavens. And during the times of spiritual warfare, you might feel alone. <laughs> I'm helping somebody right there. But you're not. God's angels are fighting with you. I'm going to explain that. That's why we cannot pull back concerning the metaverse. We must advance forward. Good God Almighty. Because they are messing in areas that we're already familiar with. But we don't testify of warfare in those places. Good God Almighty. I'm bringing you to another comfort level today of talking about warfare in the metaverse. My <laughs> What is, what is the guy? Is it uh, Musk, a monk, what, Eli Monk that has, yeah, that has been taking the, uh, the shuttle uh, into space at the edge of the, of the earth and then bringing people that back for, for a couple million dollars or whatever he's costing to go there? <laughs> Listen, that, that sounds real exciting. They talk about what they see when they get there. I'm never worried about what they saw. I'm worried about what they did not see. Y'all not going to help me preach to you. Why, why, why you said that, preacher? Because what they don't understand is that they're now involving themselves in a place where they don't have dominion. They're taking leisure trips. Come on, talk to me. In a level of heaven where they have no authority. And on any given day, if demonic forces chose to, they couldn't get back to earth. Lord, God Almighty. Y'all good? I came all the way to Baltimore to preach, so y'all can help me preach, see? Please, pretty please. 
My God Almighty. I, I, I want you to hear this. If you could pull back the curtain and see into the realm of the spirit, you would discover there is a war taking place in heavens on your behalf. I wish sometime the Lord would give us a glimpse of how much he's for us. That even before we start to contend, the battle is already being waged and won. Good God. Lord have mercy. My, what, what a blessed redeemer. What a blessed savior we have. Uh, and, and, and let's talk about this angelic army. There are many holy angels making up the army of the Lord. But the only two mentioned in our text today in the scripture are Gabriel and Michael. Mm -hmm. Gabriel is mentioned as one of God's special messengers who brings an understanding of God's word. My God Almighty. So if there's no understanding of God's word, you need Gabriel's battalion <laughs> to bring you an understanding of God's word. Michael is described as one of the chief princes. Come on, in Daniel chapter 10 verse 13, he's called a prince. Your prince is called in verse 21. The great prince in, in chapter 12, verse 1. And he's called the archangel in Jude 1 and 9. But he's the leader of God's army in Revelations 12 and 7. <laughs> Talking about Michael now. And he's the guardian of all of Israel in Daniel 12 and 1. So there, there are angels already gathering. Each of them have their own brigade, their own battalion. I, 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 I'm trying to remember back from my ROTC days, what's the greatest, a battalion or brigade? Brigade is larger than a battalion, isn't it? The brigade is larger. Yeah, yeah, the brigade is larger. <laughs> Each of them have their own angels fighting with them and for them. Good God Almighty. If, if you only understood spiritual warfare, you would stop dwarfing when you have a little attack. And take pleasure in giving God glory that even before you attack, you've already won. I feel God up in here. Lord have mercy. I had to have the attack. I needed the attack to prove that God has already won the victory for me. I need the attack to certify and to confirm that I am victorious. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't run from the attack. It's trying to prove something to you. I feel God up in here. Hallelujah. Stop running from the attack. <laughs> Hallelujah. The attack is certifying who you are. It's confirming you. It's affirming you. Woo. Hallelujah. <laughs> Great are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivers them out of them all. Are you still here? Lord have mercy. Every friction you will ever have, come on, you will be delivered from. I need some help up in here. And now here's where Daniel comes in because it might not happen as quickly as you thought it would. Woo, hallelujah. Let me stay with it. Uh, uh, Bishop, I, I knew when you said take your time, it was a bit rhetorical. You were being nice. So I'm going to do my best <laughs> to hurry up in here. <laughs> Shama. <laughs> that was a very courteous thing to say. 
I, I knew it. I appreciated it, but I knew it was rhetorical. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Michael is an archangel, meaning he's chief in rank. He's chief in authority. He can be likened to the general of the armies today. He is a warring archangel. He's a defender of the kingdom of God. Now, are you listening to me? I'm trying to set up something for you here. Satan and the angels were once uh, uh, attempted a coup d'etat. A coup d'etat. Satan and his, uh, his, their, his angels tried to overthrow God. But Michael and the, his army of angels cast them out. This is the Bible. <laughs> My God Almighty. Uh, a third of them were cast out of heaven into the earth. That was done by Michael. Good God Almighty. <laughs> Listen, this is the angel that wars in God's behalf. And now God has given him a commission to war in your behalf. Good God Almighty. And anybody who can do war for God can do war for me. <laughs> Hallelujah. I need him on my side. I, uh, okay, I got it. I just, it just hit me in my spirit. I, I know why sometimes we draw back when we're talking about angels because not everybody believes in angels. <laughs> but the Bible testifies of them. Come on, talk to me. He said, you, you even better be careful how you entertain a stranger. Because by so doing, some have done what? Entertain angels unaware. Unaware. So I, I want to I give you some comfort today in knowing this. The third heaven is the seat of God's government authority. The third heaven. First heaven, second heaven. Nobody has been into the third heaven and returned physically. Good God Almighty. It's the commanding heights. And we see this in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 2 and 4. It's the place far above the heavens that Paul talks about in Ephesians chapter 4. But listen to, to Revelation 12, and I'm, I'm, coming, I'm coming home. I'm coming home. I, I leave some of this undone, hoping that Bishop will invite me back to finish it another time. Revelation 12, 7 and 11. And there was war in heaven. Revelation 12, 7 through 10. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought against his angels, and prevailed not. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. Good God Almighty. Ooh, ooh, Jesus, Lord. Not only did he kick them out of heaven, he removed their place of abode. He said the place where they were found was not found in heaven anymore. Where they sat was no longer found in heaven. I, I, now that's, well, that, that's a whole seminar right there. <laughs> the great dragon was cast out and the old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down. Good God Almighty. For the accuser of our brethren is what? The accuser of our brethren is cast down. Hallelujah, which accused them before our God day and night. So, so, so when we get to the book of Daniel, let me get through here. Daniel gives us insight into spiritual warfare in heavenly places. 
why Daniel fasted like powerhouses for 21 days. There was war in the heavens to stop revelation. Listen, what did I just say? Why was the war in heaven? To stop revelation from getting through to him. You're fasting for revelation. You're trying to get a message from God. You're trying to get closer to God. And at the same time, you have ignited a war in heaven that's trying to stop the revelation from getting through to you. I feel God up in here. No wonder you feel the same you did last week. Because the devil is trying to stop the revelation. I feel God up in here. Wow. Let me let me continue on here. Don't do that to me, son. Okay. Man, I feel that in here. I, 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 I'm sorry. It's taking me a moment to get myself together. Because if we only understood that what I'm trying to ascertain is creating warfare to keep me from ascertaining it. I'm trying to find God and the enemy of my soul is trying to blur him. I'm trying to talk to God and the enemy of my soul is trying to distort my words. I'm trying to see God and the enemy is trying to blindfold me. I feel God up in here. So every time I try to get close to God, something contra to my efforts start to happen. I feel God up in here. Hallelujah. But, he, but here's the message of the Lord. But there's an angel fighting for you. Touch your neighbor. Say, oh, neighbor, there's an angel warring for you. There's an angel on your side. They're about to rescue you. They're about to find out where you are. They're about to come in war for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Cut, cut that off there. But <laughs> Shama, that felt good for a minute there. But I got a message here. Needed. They're trying to stop the revelation. Trying to stop the revelation from getting through. During, not, listen, it did not happen. The contention did not happen until, until Daniel said, I started praying. Didn't happen until I started fasting. Lord have mercy, because He knows praying and fasting works. So whenever I engage in something that works, I'm really telling the devil, "Come after me now," because he's trying to stop everything that works. I feel God in here. Lord have mercy. Touch your neighbor, say neighbor. The devil's going to try to stop everything that's working in your life. But you've got to keep on moving in God, knowing that your help is on its way. Oh! Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, you might not see the word Jesus in the Old Testament, but he's there. <laughs> Because it says, during the time of prayer, Bishop Bull, it says, during the time of prayer, 
Daniel got a visit from the Lord of hosts. <laughs> That's one of the Old Testament names. Come on, come on, of Jesus. <laughs> He's the Lord of hosts. My God Almighty. My <laughs> during, during, during the time of prayer, he got a visit. I feel God in here. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Just tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, keep on praying. You're about to get a visitation. The Lord's about to show up. Your answer has been held up, but God's about to release your answer. Ooh! My, 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 my. I feel God in here. The devil been trying to stop it, but God said the release is on its way. Prophesy to your neighbors and all oh, neighbor, the release is on its way. Everything has been held up. The devil got to free it. I'm trying to, I'm trying to come in here. I'm trying to come in here. I'm trying. The Lord of hosts was his name. When I get to Daniel chapter 10, and this is our theme, this is our text that we read for you here. And, and, I, and I'm going to find a place to get off here and, and make sure you don't miss brunch. <laughs> when we get to Daniel chapter 10 and, and we start to peruse verses 5 through 9. Listen to what it says again. Then I lifted up mine eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen. Who do you think he's describing? <laughs> Whose loins were girded with fine gold of Euphaz. His body was also like the burl, and his face as the appearance of lightning, and his eyes as lamps of fire. In his arms and his feet, like in color to polished brass. And the voice of his words were like the voice of a multitude. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision. Good God Almighty. And who, who saw it? I, Daniel, uh, alone. So I, I, I stopped there for a reason. Because sometimes when you're in this complex situation, you can't count on earthly witnesses to verify or confirm what you saw. I feel God in here. There's some places where God is taking you where your spouse can't even confirm it. Oh, my God Almighty. You got to know what you see for yourself. You got to know what you're hearing for yourself. You got to know what God is saying for yourself. You can't rely upon anybody else. Touch your neighbors and all neighbors. You gotta know for yourself. Know it yourself. Know it yourself. Know it yourself. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, I, Daniel, alone saw the vision. I, Daniel, alone saw the vision. For the men that were with me saw not the vision. But a great quaking fell upon them so that they fled to hide themselves. They did exactly what sometimes God wants you to do 
and that's be alone with him. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> Whenever you're fasting and praying, watch the crowd. Come on, talk to me. When you're fasting and praying, you don't need a whole lot of people around you. Mm -hmm. My God, Lord have mercy. Therefore, I was left alone and saw this great vision. And there remained no strength in me, for my, com for my comeliness was turned in me into corruption. And I remained and I retained no strength. Listen to this. Yet heard I the voice of his words. <laughs> I'm losing it physically. But the audio is working. I heard the voice of his words. Come on, talk to me. And when I heard the voice of his word, then was I in a deep sleep on my face and the face toward the ground. That's up to verse 9. I stopped there for a reason because there comes a time when the Lord wants to deal with us, when our subconsciouses have become aligned with our consciousness and there is no diversity between the two because sometimes the reason we go awry is because our conscious and our subconscious disagree. That's another lesson. That's another lesson. Good God. I, I, I got I to go. I got to go. I gotta, if, if you just have to go, please leave your tithes and offerings. Just don't walk out today. <laughs> this is a good day to be blessed. <laughs> Some don't see Jesus as a warrior. I'm going to say that again. Not everybody sees Jesus as a warrior. Mm -hmm. Yet scripture describes him as a man of war. Come on, talk to me. It describes him as captain of the armies of God. It describes him as the Lord of hosts. But Jesus sent an angel to help Daniel to understand the vision. To understand the vision. Here's Daniel 10, 13. And then I, I, I promise I'm going to do my best to close this, this up. I, 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 wrote, I wrote my last notes down here in red. That means stop. But after, after I did it, I wrote two more pages. <laughs> I'm glad this is not a hermeneutics or homiletics course, so you don't have to follow my example. <laughs> Hallelujah. Here's Daniel 10. I'm, I'm reading for a reason. And behold, and hand touched me. I mean, verse 10. Which set me upon my knees and upon the palms of my hands. And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee and, and stand upright. Change your posture. If you want to hear what I'm going to say, change your posture. I feel God up in here. Hallelujah. Some of us have been bent over in the wrong position too long. And the word of the Lord today to those who are fasting and praying and seeking the will of God, change your posture. Look at your neighbor and say, oh neighbor, change your posture. Ooh, ooh, Shabbat, change your posture. <laughs> he, says, he said to them, he said to them, stand upright, for unto thee am I now sent. And when he has spoken this word unto me, 
I stood trembling. I stood trembling. Man, I could, I could almost share or, or, or expand on every one of those words, but I, I got to keep moving. I stood trembling. That means there's a sense of humility whenever I stand before God. I don't stand as if I've got a right to stand. I stand with humility. I understand, I stand with an understanding of the magnitude of God versus my stature. So he stood how? Trembling. He stood trembling. Then said he unto me, fear not, Daniel, for from the first day, here's, here, here's my conclusion, from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, listen, you set your heart to do what? Understand and to chasten yourself before God. Put yourself in a place to be examined, to be scrutinized. Yeah, even to be whipped if you need to be. Come on, rebuked. Whew. <laughs> My God. Fasting and praying is not always a way to prosperity. Sometimes it's where, that's the, how God reorders you. That's how God corrects you. Come on, talk to me. That's how God chastens you. Through fasting and praying, God speaks some corrective things. And every now and then the church needs to be corrected. Hey, God. I feel God up in here. Touch your neighbor and say, oh, neighbor. Sometimes we need to be corrected. Lord, chasten me. Lord, chasten me. Why is that important? Because whom the Lord loves, he chastens. And he scourges every soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. Thine heart to understand and chasten thyself before thy God. Thy words were heard and I am come. Listen. And I am come for thy words. I am come for thy words. Woo-wee. Why was he sent? For the words of Daniel. I've come for your words. Why are you pausing, Bishop? Because sometimes you don't feel like what you're saying amounts to anything. But the Lord hears it. That's why we have to always understand that life and death is where? So the Lord sometimes would come just because you said it. Mm. My God Almighty, just because you spoke it, my God, God will come to see about it just because it came out of your mouth. God will order it to be so. He said, I came for your words. Encourage your neighbors and old neighbor. The Lord is going to send you help just because of your words. What you said, what you articulated, what you uttered. Here comes the warfare. Here comes the warfare. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and 20 days, 21 days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. And I remained there with the king of Persia. This, this gathering of Micah is thought to be with 
Gabriel who first came and could not get through. So Micah came to assist him for the cause that the Lord had upon Daniel being in this place. As already said, this, this is a picture of heavenly warfare during Daniel's prayer. You're going to have some warfare during your prayer. <laughs> Did I just scare you? I hope I didn't scare you. you but, but the warfare will prove that greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. So don't be afraid of warfare. Would you encourage your neighbors and neighbor? Don't be afraid of warfare. Don't be afraid of warfare. When you know you win, <laughs> why are you afraid of warring? When you know what the victory has been, who the victory has been given to, why are you afraid of warring? My God, am I? The angel did not name, uh, but but we we believe this was Gabriel that he was that uh, Michael came to help. He described the spiritual opposition from the prince of the king of Persia battling against him for 21 days until Micah came. It is important, and I'm closing, for the spiritual warfare or the spiritual warrior to understand this battle, this heavenly battle that was about stopping, listen to this, it was about stopping the understanding from getting through to Daniel. How many of you have had questions that have not gotten answered? <laughs> May I suggest that it's because the angels that are situated in the second heaven, principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, have tried to stop you from getting an understanding? I, I heard people say recently during the pandemic, and I'm closing, I, I don't understand. I don't, I, 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 I hear people saying about their pastors all the time, what's going on with our church? Why are people leaving our church? Why are people not coming back? What, what's, what's going on? Well, <laughs> you're asking questions that in the human, you got to hear me, in the human existence cannot be answered. And the enemy of your soul is keeping you from getting the answer out of heavenly places. Oh, come on, talk to me. The wisdom you're searching for comes from the Lord. But because you're praying and fasting and wanting an answer, the devil's trying to stop it. And because you don't know the warfare, he is succeeding in doing so. But from here on on, you got to make sure you're binding the enemy. No matter how he comes in your life, come on, and release the answer. Somebody prophesy, release the answer. Woo. Oh, my Shabbai. Oh, oh, my, y'all excuse me. When, when I said release the answer right then, my knees got weak. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My knees got weak because I feel like an answer just got released. I felt it in my knees. I felt it in my knees. I felt it in my knees. An answer. Somebody prophesied again, Lord, release the answer. Say it again, Lord, release the answer. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, release the answer.
He said, I came to bring you understanding. I came to bring you revelation. Come on, somebody here just got it. The revelation you've been pursuing, the answer you've been looking for, the Lord said, I just released it. Now just receive it. Now just receive it. Oh, God. I feel God in here. I feel God in here. Oh, oh, oh. Etashai, Okamaya, Etasu, Ishamamaya. I need to make sure you got that. He said, I came for your words. I came for what? I came for your words. <laughs> and he came to stop the enemy from holding up the revelation. Good God Almighty. So there's some things God wants to reveal to us today that the enemy don't want, does not want you to understand. He doesn't want you to comprehend. Hallelujah. But the devil can no longer hold it. You've been asking some heavy questions. You've been asking some questions nobody can answer. But the Lord said, I'm going to give you an understanding. Yeah. Hallelujah. Man, I feel a breakthrough in here. Shibaba Sato. Romando Satae. It is important for the spiritual warrior, and I, and I, I got just about three sentences and I'm, I'm done. It's, it's important that the spiritual warrior to understand his heavenly battle was about stopping understanding from getting through to you. Hallelujah. You and I will experience the same thing. Scripture says that it's given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. And when you are not getting an answer, you say, how can it be given to me to know? And it's so confusing. I don't understand it. The dots aren't connecting. Hallelujah. And I tell you why that is. It's because the enemy of your soul is holding it up. While you're fasting and praying for a breakthrough, He's making sure that it don't, doesn't come immediately. Good God Almighty. I conclude this note. The mysteries of the kingdom, the mysteries of the kingdom include revelation or rhema. Listen to me carefully because you got to get this, this conclusion. The mystery of the kingdom includes revelation or rhema. Of the word of God. Revelation or what? Yeah, a rhema word. All right. Jesus said, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but what? By every word, every rhema that comes out of the mouth of God. Every rhema. There are two Greek words. 
when you read the word of the, in the Bible here, and you know them, you know them, you study that for years. One is Logos, and the other is Rhema. In this season, see, the, the Logos is, is black on white paper. This, this is Logos. But out of this Logos, there comes a specific word. Come on, talk to me. That in this season, the Lord wants you to pursue the rhema for your life. What, what is God saying peculiarly for me? I, I, I know everybody else is answering a weird call. In this season, I'm laying hands on more people to become apostles and, and prophets than ever before. And yet, listen to this. Listen to this carefully. I don't knock it because of the metaverse. Said, how in the world are you connecting that, Bishop? Very easily. Because who understands cyberspace more than the young people? Come on, talk to me. Who understands social media more than our children? Who's involved? Come on, talk to me. Come on, talk to me. Hallelujah. With virtual reality and artificial intelligence more than a younger generation. So why would God be laying hands on an old apostle when you cannot convey the message? He needs a young apostle and a young prophet who can convey the now message that will cause the next generation to come to him. Excuse me while I talk. <laughs> and we say, based upon age, Bull may be qualified because he's over 50. But that 17 year older don't know what he's doing yet. 17, it just got out of high school if, if he's out yet. Come on, talk to me. Just got a driver's license and already wrecked the car. What is, what is it going to do in the kingdom of God? Are y'all listening to me? My God Almighty, hallelujah. But what we're missing is their assignment. I feel God in here. Hallelujah. That while we're busy laying hands on old folk, there's another generation passing us by who understand the metaverse. And we have not gotten to them. And we're bypassing them because of their age. Something's wrong with that. I said, something's wrong with that. Y'all excuse me for coming down. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Jesus, at the age of 12, knew who he was. Come on, talk to me. Mom and daddy left the temple 
headed back home. Didn't even miss him until the third day. I feel like talking to somebody. And when they found him, he was back in the temple, mesmerizing doctors and lawyers by the questions he asked and the answers he gave. Are y'all here? Hallelujah. And yet, listen to this, and yet he submitted. <laughs> yet he submitted and went back home. Come on, with his mom and daddy. Stay with me. <laughs> and as he submitted, he grew. Just because I lay hands on you don't mean you come from under submission. Stay with me and you'll grow. I feel God in here. Come on. Stay with me and you get favor on your life. Stay with me and you get some wisdom from God. Stay with me and you know God like you've never known him before. Just don't take this and run with it. Stay with me. My, 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 my. Ooh. Hallelujah. I'm close. I feel God in here. Hallelujah. I, I want to prophesy to somebody today that what you've been waiting for has arrived. Oh, <laughs> would you don't, would you join me in prophesying today? Prophesy to somebody close and say, oh neighbor, what you've been waiting for has arrived. The Lord has heard you. The Lord has answered you. And he's come to see about you. Yes. Yeah. It's just showed up. It won't be long now. I feel God in here. It won't be long now. Everything you waited for is about to manifest. It won't be long now. Everything you prayed for is about to show up. Glory. Glory. you what you've been fighting for has not been for nothing what you've been praying for has not gone unheard what you've been seeking you're about to find what you've been asking for you're about to get an answer it will be long
Would you stand with me? Would you stand with me? moment if by faith you can claim you already got the answer you can go home revived you can go home with expectation you can go home and check for it it's already done come on somebody bless him like it's already done somebody praise him like it's already done somebody give him glory like it's already answers your prayer hey, glory Somebody praise him like your body's already healed. Praise him like you're already delivered. You're already set free. Yeah! Glory! Oh, Come on, Zion. Come on, Zion. It's yours. You asked for it. 21 days you waited. You've been praying for it. You've been looking for it. And the Lord said the answer is here. The answer is now. This is your time. This is your season. Come on, access it with your prayer language. 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 Talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to God. Hallelujah. Don't you give up now. Don't you turn back now. Don't you quit now. Don't you throw in the towel now. You're closer than you've ever been. The revelation is about to come. 
The revelation is about to come. The revelation is about to come. The revelation is about to come. Come on, my shine.